This podcast is brought to you by real-life captioned eroticas. Check the link in the description for the sexy, visualized stories of your dreams. The next story is posted by user Erotica Lust. For more slash erotica, the title of the story is Having Fun While Searching for Mr. Right. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the story. Another weekend. Another club. Bar hopping and checking out the latest club had become my routine for the last several months. I had pretty much given up on finding the man of my dreams after my ex of three years cheated on me. Despite feeling exasperated, I kept a little hope in my heart that he would one day arrive. In the meantime, I was having fun while searching for Mr. Wright. To be honest, I didn't want to be at a nightclub or out at all. I would have much rather preferred to cuddle up to my man and watch a romance flick, since he was lurking God knows where. I had to forget the pain of the cheating and that he may never arrive by hooking up. Michael was the latest guy I had picked up. He had broad shoulders, a cocky smile, and a formal dress code. I appreciated a man who looked after his appearance. But I knew that this was going to be a one-night thing. As we walked into my bedroom, he clutched my armpits and flung me onto the bed. I screeched, then smiled at him while laying on the bed and wondered what he would do next. Michael unzipped his pants and unbuttoned his shirt. A sly smile appeared on his face as he scanned my body. I have to admit that not knowing what he wanted to do to me got me more excited. He clutched my ankles, pulled me towards the edge of the bed, and then spread my legs apart. His hands glided from my ankles to my thighs, then over my abdomen and to my chest. Michael squeezed my tits, then thrust his groin against mine. The thought of having him inside me got me hornier. He pulled my pants off and got undressed to his jocks. I bit my lip as he rubbed his dick and wondered how it would feel to touch it. As he pulled his jocks down slightly, his dick popped out. I crawled on the bed towards him and grabbed his dick. I looked up at him while jerking him off and saw his clenched teeth. His vehement facial expression showed me that he couldn't wait to be inside me. He closed his eyes as I rubbed his balls, then dragged my hand over his abdomen and up to his chest. How do you want me? I asked. On your side, I lay on my left shoulder and raised my right leg. As Michael stood in front of the bed, he grabbed my leg and stuck his dick in me. Oh, God. It was so hard and big. I couldn't wait for him to bang my brains out. I moaned and closed my eyes as he thrust. It felt amazing to have a dick that big inside me. I compressed my lips and wheezed as he thrust faster. He rested my foot on his shoulder and grabbed my leg with his other arm. That made his dick go in even deeper. I couldn't suppress the pleasure anymore. So I opened my mouth and screamed. The bed rocked as Michael carried on with the thumping. I felt so relaxed and wet. My leg dropped onto the bed and over the left one. Michael grabbed my thigh and gave it to me even harder. I grimaced as the pleasure heated up, then shot out several loud groans. He stopped, and his head dangled as he panted. I looked at the sweat on his forehead and his glistening chest, although I knew Michael wasn't the type to stick around. I was glad to be with a man who exerted himself in bed. Get on your knees, he said. Uo, I like a man who takes control of the situation and tells me what to do. I obliged. He put his dick in me but didn't touch me. I figured that he wanted me to do some work. So I bobbed back and forth, bouncing off his dick. That wasn't as hard as his thrusts. But hearing him moan made me smile. After all, I wanted to return the favor by pleasuring him. After doing that for about 10 minutes, I heard him groan. I thought that he was going to come. So I leaned forward far enough for his dick to pop out, then leaned back. His dick was rubbing my anus as I waited to feel his come on my back. He didn't come. So I turned and faced him on my knees. I put my lips over his tip and bobbed back and forth while stroking his dick. He grunted again. So I pulled back. Michael shot his cum on my face and a thread slid down my cheek and into my mouth. 
He tapped his dick on my chin to fling the remnants off his dick. After he got dressed, he smiled at me and walked out of the door. The bastard didn't even say goodbye. Then again, expecting that was too much from guys like Michael, I sat on the edge of the bed with my chin resting in my hand, wondering when Mr. Wright would show up and make me feel like a lady. The following day, I stopped at my favorite coffee shop. It was packed as usual, but that didn't deter me because I had gotten used to feeling crammed at nightclubs. After I got a cup, I managed to squeeze in between the tables and find a seat. Somebody behind me bumped my chair. Excuse me, said a man. I looked over my shoulder and smiled. No problem. It's so cramped in here that I accidentally bumped you as I stood up. It's fine. May I say that you are spectacularly beautiful? I smiled as I looked into his green eyes and glowing skin that matched his thin, blonde hair. Thank you. That's so nice of you. You're exquisite. Your brown hair tied up like that makes you look like such an angel. My smile broadened as I lowered my gaze. You're far too kind. I'm just being honest. He said. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm Clay. I extended my hand and said, Tammy, it's so nice to meet you. He looked at the bar. You're thinking about getting another cup. I asked. I am, but it's so packed in here. You can get one on the go. I know, but then I won't be able to talk to you. I smiled again. I'll tell you what, he added. I'll buy you another cup if you join me at the park across the street for a chat. I looked out of the window at the park. Then back at him, I've got nothing to lose. And he seems nice. I'll take you up on that offer. He smiled. Great. After Clay bought me a cup, he opened the door for me. On the sidewalk, he went around me, stood to my right side, and was on the outskirts of the sidewalk. I thought that was strange. Seems like you want to be closer to the cars. I said, no, I just don't want you to be. It's better that you're far from danger as possible. I smiled. Oh, wow. Never had somebody protect me like this. When we crossed the road and spotted a vacant bench, Clay pulled out a tissue and wiped the bench. There you go, he said. Thank you. That's so nice. He handed me my cup after I sat, then sat about 30 centimeters away from me. I liked that he gave me space and didn't assume I wanted to be close just because I accepted his offer. Tell me about yourself. I said, I'm an architect. 35 years old and right now. I'm happy because the most beautiful woman I've ever seen is sharing a cup of coffee with me. I smiled. Wife. Girlfriend. Neither. I've dated but mostly the wrong women. They wanted holidays to exotic locations, jewelry, and short-term fun. They wanted to use me for material things and never see me again. I fell for it a few times. You know, really. He nodded as he took a sip. Sorry about that. Ew. I'm in public relations. I'm 32 and feel like the years are catching up to me. You're still young and so beautiful. Don't feel that way. Most of my friends and colleagues are already married. It's just me left. It's not easy for a woman my age to accept that. You'll be fine. What's your ideal partner? Somebody who wants the same things as me. That includes settling down, treating each other with respect, and supporting one another when things get rough. A relationship isn't always sunshine and rainbows. But if your heart is in it and you've got mutual respect, then it can work. I've never heard anyone talk like that. I looked away from him and thought, Oh, my God, can this be happening to me? You okay? Asked Clay. None of the douchebags I slept with had ever asked if I was okay. I guess they never cared. Yes, I'm fine. What are you looking for? Somebody who treats me with respect. We locked eyes for a few seconds. I would love to keep chatting, but I have to get back to the office, said Clay. It would be my honor to take you out for dinner. Get to know you more. That would be nice. I'd like that. He took my phone number. Then asked if he needed to walk me anywhere to make sure that I was safe. I shook my head and couldn't believe that a man could treat me so well. The date was on Friday at a steakhouse, which was different from my usual weekend scene, and I loved it. We spoke about our pasts, 
and the future that we desired. I loved the way Clay looked at me as I spoke. It's as if nothing else mattered. He looked attentive to my every word and like he couldn't wait to hear the next one. On the second date, he brought me flowers. I thought that was so sweet. I couldn't remember the last time somebody did that for me. We kissed on our third date and watched a movie while wrapped up in blankets on the fourth date. My feelings for him had grown exponentially and rapidly. I just knew that he was the one. So I thought that I'd take it to the next level. While he was sitting in my lounge, I went to the bedroom and slipped into lingerie. As I walked into the lounge, Clay gaped. I smiled as he stood up and thought that he would walk towards me and slip the lingerie off. But he didn't. He stood still and said, Tammy, you look so beautiful. But don't take this the wrong way. What? I can't be intimate with you. I want to. Believe me, I do. It's just that I feel you're the one. So I'd like to wait a bit longer. Oh, I see. I crossed my arms over my chest and tilted my body to the side. I felt so ashamed about advertising myself as a whore. Please, don't take this the wrong way. You look amazing. It's fine. I'm sorry if I came across as cheap. You're anything but cheap. You're the most wonderful woman in the world. Clay put his arms around me and pulled me into him. I felt so stupid because he wanted a lady. Not some whore. As he held me, I realized that he was the man of my dreams. And if I wanted to keep him, I'd have to take things at his pace. There was no way that he could know about my past. He called me when he got home to make sure that I was feeling well. I stopped by his office the following afternoon. What's this? He asked as I handed him a cup of his favorite coffee. Can't a girl show her man that she cares for him? He pecked my cheek. Of course, she can. I'm just surprised. Pleasantly so. I thought we could grab lunch after. Tammy. A voice interrupted me. As I looked to the left, my stomach turned upside down. Hi, I said softly. You two know each other. Asked Clay. Oh, yeah. Said Michael. You can say that. I felt frozen, not knowing what to say or how to act. The only thing I knew was that I wanted Michael to get away from us immediately. I had never felt more uncomfortable in my entire life. Where do you two meet? Asked Clay. At a club. Said Michael. Oh, I didn't know that was your thing. Said Clay, looking at me. An old man from across the room called Clay. Excuse me, guys. Have to see what the boss wants. After Clay walked off, Michael said, So, you're dating Clay. I never thought you'd be his type. He's told me what he wants since we're close colleagues. And you don't fit that description. You don't know me. I've got a pretty good idea who you are. And I'm wondering if Clay does. I looked down. I guess he doesn't. Maybe I should tell him about us. No, don't. Please. He smirked. I'll tell you what, babe. You let me tap that ass again. And I'll keep everything between us. I can't do that. I'm in love. He raised his eyebrows. Is that so? Then. I guess you've got even more to lose if you don't do what I want. Leave me alone. That night when I got home, my phone rang. Hello. Hey, babe. Said Michael. Have you given my offer some more thought? No, I don't have to. I'm not going to sleep with you. I love Clay. That's too bad. You could have saved everyone so much trouble. He said and hung up. I called Clay in the morning to tell him about my past. But he didn't answer. I tried again during lunch, but no response. The only way I could get to him was by waiting for him outside his work. That afternoon. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. 
I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. As he stepped out of the building, I ran up to him. He looked dismayed. Hi, I said. Hi, he said and kept walking. I called you several times, but you didn't answer. I was busy. Clay, please stop. He did and faced me. I presume Michael told you about him and me. I was going to tell you. When? I looked down. What else haven't you told me? What do you want to know? I asked. Who you are? I've told you. Everything you heard was the truth. I promise. How many men have you been with? Clay, come on. No, I want to know. Tell me. You said that you were honest. So carry on with the honesty. I looked down. Twelve. But that was a mistake. I only want you. His clenched jaw and piercing look told me that he didn't believe me. As he stepped away from me, tears flooded my eyes and coursed down my cheeks. I ran after him, but he wouldn't stop. The tears kept running down my face as I walked into the house. I called him several times, but he didn't answer. I waited for him outside his building the following day. But he didn't show up. Two weeks had passed, and I hadn't heard anything from Clay. I had barely eaten during that period and had missed several days of work. I didn't want to go out but something told me that I should go for a cup of coffee. The coffee shop was packed, but I figured that I fit into that environment because my life was chaos just like the shop. I managed to find a seat and sat for about 20 minutes. A hand landed on my shoulder. I turned around and saw Clay. Smiling, hey, he said. Hi, I thought I'd find you here. You were looking for me. Yes, can we have a chat in private? I smiled. Sure. We walked across to the park and sat on a bench. Michael told me that you declined his offer to sleep with him in exchange for his silence. I'm not like that, Clay. The other men were a mistake. I felt nothing for them. I never should have been with them. I'm so sorry. You've shown me that you've changed. Everyone makes mistakes. But as long as you're willing to change. I am. I have. He nodded. I believe you. Do you still feel the same about me? My feelings for you are even stronger. You're the only man for me. Okay, good. I came here to talk to you about that and to ask you if you wanted to move in with me. A broad smile appeared on my face. You serious? He nodded. Nothing would make me happier. I added. Clay cupped my face and kissed me. 